0: Hello, you're listening to the short story, the daily podcast that will help you make sense of what is happening in STOs and crypto assets. My name is Stefan Lösch. Hi, so I'm here with uh, Jeff Bandman of Bentman Advisors, who is also an esteemed colleague of mine, uh, teaching a course at University of Nicosia. And One topic, so Jeff is a regulations expert, and one really interesting piece in regulation came out in the US um, this week or last week, which was that they changed the definition of accredited investors, which was already much better than Europe, and now it's even better. And I wanted to ask Jeff about what has changed and what does it mean? Jeff, can you tell us a little bit
1: Sure that's great yeah and and Stephen, thanks for uh, thanks for having me and uh yeah this is quite quite an interesting topic, and you know it shows that um you know even with the pandemic and the lockdown and the summer, uh the regulators have been keeping quite busy on topics that have been out there um for a while so uh what they did um within the last week was to modernize. Uh, the definition of what is counted as an, uh, quote, accredited investor. So an accredited investor is a defined term. It's a, it's a regulatory term. It exists in the SEC's regulation, but then that definition is adopted and used often in a lot of different uh, state securities offerings. And, and most countries around the world have, have a similar concept like this. And the idea is that an accredited investor is somebody who has greater sophistication than the typical uh, retail investor, and therefore is able to participate as an investor in certain types of offerings of uh, private uh, securities um, under a number of the SEC's uh, private placements and other exceptions or exemptions from when uh, securities offering needs to be registered. So So the idea is
0: that these guys are a little bit more sophisticated, so they don't need so much handholding. But my understanding is also a criticism on these accredited investor was that, look, it only gives rich people the possibility to really make money because everyone else is out of it. Right. That is this a good characterization.
1: uh, You're absolutely right, Stefan. You know, that criticism has has been made. you know, that, that only that the, the previous test uh, was focused on uh, either your income, uh, you had to have an annual income exceeding uh, 200000 for individuals, or you had a net worth exceeding a million dollars. Um, there are a lot of people in the U.S. who meet that definition, but there are a lot of people in the U.S. who don't meet that definition. And all the people who don't were being uh, excluded from investing in the type of investments that for which you had to be uh, an accredited investor. Um, And this is increasingly important because um, more and more companies are staying private for a long time. Uh, It used to be the companies went public more frequently and earlier in their uh, their life cycles. But a lot of the innovative companies are staying private and it's, it's a lot of extra headache for them to have non-accredited investors who are part of their uh, cap table so you know it's it's both it, it affects the, the whole ecosystem it's the investors who are able to invest but then it's who these companies are willing to uh, sell securities for and it's exactly what you what you were saying people are, have criticized it because it seemed to be limited to people who already had a certain amount of financial sophistication that the financial sophistication was measured by how much money they had. And wasn't there uh, some other way to see whether they were a sufficiently uh, sophisticated person in order to participate in these investments.
0: And this has changed now, right?
1: Yes, so this this has changed. Um, The the SEC on uh, August 26th uh, adopted uh, amendments to this uh, accredited investor definition uh, it will take, technically take effect uh, in the next couple of months uh, when it's formally published in the Federal Register, which is the kind of the, the public registrar registry of all our laws, and then usually sixty days uh, after that. but here's here's what's new and it's interesting what they did. Um, so um, the, uh, the the biggest change uh, they made was they added a new category to the definition. So that if uh, people have, for natural persons, for individuals, if you have certain professional certifications um, that have been issued by a testing body or by an accredited educational institution, then the commission can designate those. So the three they started with are three exams that people who are professionals in the securities industry in the US typically take. Uh, the Series Seven, which is for general securities; uh, the Series sixty-five, which is for investment advisors; and then the Series eighty-two, uh, for uh, to be a representative on a private securities offering. And um, you know, so um, you know, if you have if you're a holder of uh, these exams, then you meet the criteria. Each of these uh, tests has been designated by the Commission as sufficient. Um, so you could have, as long as you pass the Series 7, even if you do not have income of 200000 even if you do not have a net worth of a million, uh, you can still qualify as an accredited investor. So that's a really big change
0: uh, already. So there's no income threshold at all then anymore? Well, yeah, I mean, so, literally
1: all... well so uh, so if you meet the income threshold you still qualify so if you meet yeah, the yeah, income but the threshold, other way what, what you don't I mean the is exam.
0: if you have the exam you don't need any it's not that there's a lower income threshold there's just no income threshold or no wealth threshold at all anymore right right you know just okay. if,
1: as long as you have as long as you pass the test and you know and and your your testing is in good standing You know, so, you know, if you took it 30 years ago, if you, if there are updates that are required or something or, um, so yeah. So as long as you pass these tests, they view the the test as, you know, a proxy for, for having that. And, and the other thing that's interesting is, you know, those were the first three tests. Um, but they've, they've also said that uh, other tests and accreditations, um, could be, um, could qualify as well. So Okay, um, so they
0: made it much more open to who could be the providers—just even universities, private universities, public universities, or uh, what did they say?
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, they they identified a number of uh, uh, attributes that the that the SEC would consider. So so now they've set up a process where uh, SEC staff. Um, can, you know, you can apply to the SEC and say, hey, here's my certificate designation, credential, or exam. Um, And it can be administered by a self-regulatory organization. It could be done by an industry body, or it could be issued by an accredited educational institution. So, yeah, yeah, this is so, um, you know, so for example, you know, the University of Nicosia um, you know, could, 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 could develop uh, could develop something in this area and, you know, would, would have to, uh, you know, convince uh, the SEC that it met the uh, appropriate criteria under this new uh, authority. But, you know, I would I would expect that, um, you know, that that now that the SEC has created this framework, that there will absolutely be others that seek to, uh, you know, provide uh, accredited investor uh, training. Um,
0: Okay, well, so this is actually uh, super interesting. And so really to, to, to summarize, so on the one hand, we say it's like, look, this is a super opportunity for investors who are sophisticated to come in, even if they're not super rich. If they're smart, they can invest into interesting things and build wealth this way. But on the other hand, this is also a very interesting opportunity for all kinds of service providers to provide this kind of training and to create accredited investors. So the, the SEC really created a very interesting opportunity for a lot of people here with this uh, change in regulations.
1: Yeah, I think they, they could, um, I mean, you know, this, this could, you know, open the door, you know, for example, um, something that gets talked about a lot in the kind of blockchain or crypto space you know, is whether there should be some category for investors who have the technical sophistication to understand these new uh, projects. And so, um, you know, it, or, or if they understand maybe the technology and the business model, which, you know, frankly, a lot of other people would find difficult to understand because the language many of these things are written in is, is, is full of quite new uh, uh, terminology. So, um, so you know, it's something one could imagine is that, you know, again, some, you know, some self-regulatory body or an educational institution or perhaps the two in conjunction, you know, could develop uh, a, a set of um, criteria and examinations and credentials for people who have technical sophistication to invest in blockchain projects. And if the SEC approves them, then those people, again, uh, could be, uh could qualify as accredited investors and you know which you know this is um a thing that potentially reduces friction in the markets it makes it more possible to offer these to a broader audience if they are deemed to have sufficient sophistication
0: oh that's uh, fantastic really exciting thank you very, uh, thank you very much jeff this was like really very interesting and uh, yeah That's a very interesting topic, and let's see uh, where this is going to go.
1: Fantastic. Take care, Stefan. Bye-bye. Thanks.
0: Bye.